Yo, peace and love, peace and love. It's your boy, DJ Almighty, back again. Episode three, back in the building. First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody um, who's been showing me love, everybody who's been showing me support, everybody who's been tuning into the podcast. I really appreciate you. Um, I appreciate the feedback. Um, thanks to everybody out there. Before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to all the ladies out there, especially the ladies who are tuning into this podcast that's talking about the issues of being a single father in America. I want to say thank you to all the ladies. Thank you to all the single mothers, um, all the mothers out there who are married. I thank you and I appreciate you. Um, your ear is very important and your voice is very important. So those ladies out there who's tuning in, I thank you for your insight. Um, and it's been greatly appreciated. And I definitely um, utilize that to, you know, make this podcast better and make me better as a single father. Tune in, tune in. So today, three topics. Told you we're going to keep it real short and sweet. That's why I say tune in because I want you to tune in and understand the words, man. Understand the words that we're talking about today. Three topics. First one is going to be talking about dating. Yeah. Dating. It's kind of, it's kind of. I don't even know how to say it, man, but it, it, it's kind of different out here, man. It's a different landscape. I'm 38 years old, um, and it's a different landscape. So I'm recording this in the month of um, December 2019. And like I said, I'm 38, man. And what I used to see before I was married in a dating world is totally different. And, and i elaborate on that. Um, I also want to talk about nutrition. Um, if you know me, if you know... Anything about who I am, um, shout out to all my family and friends. You know, I don't touch pork. I haven't ate pork since I've been 17 years old. Um, I don't eat beef. I haven't ate beef since 2005. Um, I rarely eat chicken. If I do, it's very periodically. Um, periodically, speaking in the sense of 365 days out of the year, I probably have touched chicken, you know, probably six times, seven times. Um, I, I do eat turkey. Um, but I try to eat that out of seven days. I probably eat that three days. Um, and I eat fish. And, um, but after the new year of 2020, I want to try being a vegetarian. Like I said, try, you know, and I'm not making a new year's resolution. I'm just going to give it a try, man, because I really am not a fan of meat. Um, and this is all personal, man. So, you know, when I speak about this podcast, remember, this is just my insight from my opinion. I'm not giving you law. I'm not giving you, you know, what I think the gospel is. I'm just giving you my insight. Although the episode, you know, titles are called lessons, but, you know, I'm just speaking from my point of view. Um, I'm just really not a fan of meat anymore. Just doing the research that I've done, just doing the things that I've been doing. Um, I feel better when I you know, put the meat down and just really focus on a different nutrition. Um, and that's more plant-based. Um, I have arthritis. I've had arthritis in my knees since I've been a, a teenager. I have arthritis in my elbows um, from competing in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, I just have a lot of ailments. I have sore ankles from playing basketball on a, you know, pavement for my whole life. So I want to talk about nutrition and being a single father, man, and how we have to be you know, mentally and physically prepared to be parents, you know. Um, and then I want to talk also about um, having proper legal representation. 
you know, when I say proper legal representation, I mean having the best lawyer that's going to be for you if you are going to go that route. Okay, so let's get right into it, man. So when I'm talking about dating, um, like I said before, I've been um, divorced almost six years and I've been on dates um, because I'm a fan of women. I love women morning, noon and night. Um, I don't think I could ever live without a woman. You know, um, I love the way women smell. You know, I love the way a woman's touches. I just love everything about um, you know, the companionship of a woman. Um, and like I stated before, when I got divorced, it was different because, you know, you go through that stage. It's just like when somebody dies, you go through the stages of grief. You know, you definitely go through the stages of grief when you're talking about divorce. Um, you know, you go through that, okay, I'm ready to get divorced. Then you go through that, damn, am I really about to get divorced? Then you go through that stage of, damn, shorty going to be dating somebody else. And doing the nasty things to her that I was doing to her. And you go through that. And it's okay, man. Um, it's okay to go through those different stages of grief because you have to go through those things in order to get better. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. And I just want to let you know that, you know, um, however you might feel after the divorce, that's normal. You might have good days. And you'll have bad days. Um, but it's just about being honest with yourself. You got divorced for a reason. You know, whether you feel like it was a good thing, um, you're there now, you know, and it's going to be some good days. It's going to be some bad days, but you definitely have to get out there and um, get to dating because when you don't date, and this is just my opinion, I feel like you you soak and you think more and more about, you know, what you don't have anymore and you think more about what that person is doing. And, that's, and that starts messing with your mind, man. Um, you start getting tunnel vision and, you know, and I keep it real. Like I say, man, if you know me, you know, shout out to all my roommates that I've had through college. I I, I was having this conversation with my mother um, and I told her I've had 15 roommates in my five years of college. And she was like, what? 15 roommates? I said 15 roommates. And I named every single one of them. And shout out to all my roommates, um, you know, because if you know me, like I say, you know, I don't eat pork and my diet is a little weird, but you know, I love R&B. Um, I'm an R&B dude. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love rap. I love hip hop, but I'm an R&B and a reggae guy, you know, and um, R&B actually helped me get over my divorce, you know, and, and, and that's kind of weird to people when I say that because people just think like, oh, R&B, you know, they just talking about love. They just talking about, you know, being depressed and stuff, but I'm such a fan of R&B that, those words that, you know, the women and the men were singing, it helped me get over that hurt. Um, and I started dating, you know, and to this day, you know, right now, December 2019, I'm still single um, and it's been six years. So I've never, I can honestly say I've never, you know, found somebody that I can say, yes, this is my girlfriend in those six years. Um, I've dated and I've hung out with females um, and you know, it's been some good days and bad days, but I have yet to find what I'm looking for. And what that means, I still don't know. But I do know what I don't want, you know. Um, but what I'm looking for, man, is so complex because some days, you know, I'm like, okay, I can deal with this. But then some days I'm like, Ugh, I don't know if I want to deal with that. You know, and it, it's just one of them things where you just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So you never want to play yourself. You know, you want to be the type of person 
that um you prioritize dating. You know, it's just like, yo, it's just like you, you prioritize your bills. You know, because when you go on a lot of dates, that that shit become expensive. You know what I'm saying? And, and I kind of, <laughs> this is a famous conversation piece that I have with people that I know, conversations that I have with coworkers or just individuals in general, man. But I have a first date rule. You know, I prefer to go um, to a smoothie spot or let's do something active. I don't want to go out on a first date to dinner. And I'll break that down a little bit, you know, because I just kind of feel like, you know, I ain't trying to come out so much bread anyway. Real talk. You know what I mean? I'm a single father, hence the show. Single father point of view. You know what I mean? So I'm paying everything, you know, including stuff that happens out of nowhere. So my bread ain't really like that. You know what I'm saying? Where I can be out here balling, going to an expensive dinner on a first date, and the bill's $75, and then now we go on a second date, and that might be 50 and then we go on a third date, and that might like, yo, I'm just like, okay, let's go bowling, miniature golf, go for a smoothie, go for coffee on a first date. That's just me. And if you don't really see eye to eye with that, that's cool. But if you do, you know, we'll have a good time. Um, but... You know, I've been on some good dates and I've been on some bad dates. I've been, um, you know, on dates with females that all they talk about is their ex. And I, I try to really have a rule that, you know, initially I don't talk about my ex-wife on the first date unless we have a, you know, it's a conversation about something. But I try really to avoid that conversation because I don't want to come off like I'm bitter. I don't want to come off like I'm still in love or I'm still hurt. You know, I don't want to paint that picture. And I've went on dates with females. That's all they talk about is their ex-husband or their ex-child's father. And that's a turnoff to me. Um, You know, I've been on dates that females, you know, have... um been very sexual. And when I say sexual, I mean like they're willing to, you know, have sex on a first date. And that kind of throws me off too, because here I am, you know, been married and divorced. And, you know, people be telling me like, yo, you have to slow down now. You you can't be on that thirsty stuff like you used to be. But then the females be trying to give it up on a first night. And I'm in a mind state going to the date like, yo, I'm going to be a gentleman. I'm going to do this. I'm going to hold the door, you know, pull out the chair and just be on a gentleman. And I'm going to show you that on date one, two, three, and 10. So this is who I am. So I'm going there and thinking like, okay, I'm going to be on some gentleman stuff. And shorty throwing them them coochie coupons my way. You smell me? Throwing them coochie coupons. And when I say them coochie coupons, that means, you know, trying to fuck on the first night. And, and that be throwing me off sometimes. And then what I've also found, like I said before, you know, a lot of women now in this later age of being late 30s and and these women might be in their 40s, they're really like, hey, we can have sex unprotectedly. And I'm like, you, you, no sure, we're going to get them joints up in the closet. You feel me? Yeesh. I'm not saying all women, but it's kind of weird because I remember back in college, Anytime that, you know, that situation might occur, females was always adamant, like, yo, I, you got you got the rubbies? I got them. And, you know, I mean, if you know me, you know how I get down. You, you, you feel me? So I always keep the rubbies with me. And now it's weird because these are the same females that was in college, but they're just aged now. And, and I've seen so more times than not that 
the older women are like, yo, you ain't got to use protection. And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting them Jimmy hats. You smell me? I'm going to go get those rubbies because I'm not taking no chances. Um, I've had a vasectomy, so I can't have any more kids. And that's a personal choice. But, you know, you can still get that HIV vizzle. I'm not trying to get that HIV vizzle. I'm not trying to walk around here with a sour pickle. You feel me? Walking around here with that sour pickle is not the right move, fellas. So you have to use protection, man, and, and understand that. Like, believe you me, um, it's been those times, man, where you just like, oh. But, yo, and it kind of go kind of correlates with this nutrition. You know how I'm going to just go right into the nutrition aspect because you really want to play a safe out here, man. You don't want to walk around here, um, be having these one-night stands, and you just going in raw, man, like safe sex, man. And, you know, I say this to my 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 youth, my GED youth, like, man, you, you have to use protection. And I say this to my brothers, too. All my brothers out there, man, like, use protection because it's tricky, you know, like, all them stereotypes, man. Get all that stuff out the door, man. Like, please use protection out here, um, whether you're trying to have kids or not, man. But you don't want an STI. Um, you, you don't want to go through that. You, you feel me? And that's not the move. And um, especially if you're going on a lot of dates. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm one of those dudes, man. I hate germs. I'm a germaphobe. Like, if you come to my apartment, man, my, my joint is clean. My toilets is clean. My windows, is, my mirrors is clean. Like everything, I I, I slightly got OCD, um, and that comes from having a single mother. Like shout out to my single mom. Shout out to my mother and my grandmother. Um, you know, my mother raised me like I say as a teenager. So shout her out. But she raised me to um, be one of them clean dudes. So I'm a clean dude. You know what I mean? Like my room is clean. Everything. My bed is made. Um, so when I go to a female house. And, and her bathroom is dirty and clothes is everywhere. That's a turnoff, man. So you're going to see that, too, when you're out here dating. You're going to see the clean females. You're going to see the dirty ones. And, you know, when I was married, you know, I will, you know, say my ex-wife was very clean. Um, and we always was, um, we always had a clean house, clean apartments. And, you know, and I was um, on top of that with myself. You know, hygiene is everything. So, You'll see that. And then you're going to see some weird stuff too, man. Like I've been on dates with females and um, they just talk about some crazy stuff that just throw you off. So be prepared for that, man. Um, and I've been on dates with females that they've cried about certain things on a first date. And it's kind of weird. Um, you know, I've been at females' houses during this dating situation and, you know, just chilling on the bed watching, you know, TNT, NBA and, and a little baby run in. You know, and that's the other part, you know, like you, you date these females, man, they have baby father issues and, um, and that's a whole nother can of worms. Um, you know, I don't bring the drama in my dating life. You know, I really try to avoid that conflict. Um, but you know, it's kind of scary for me on my end because all these things that go on in the news about, you know, these, um, sex offenders and stuff like that. And, you know, that's going to be a different topic for a different conversation. But, um, you know, it's just you don't know who really is around your kid. So on the other end, you, you know, I really don't know who's around my my child when they're with my um, ex-wife because I can't control that. You know, I have nothing to control over there, but I just am very adamant. No female I've dated has ever met my daughter in six years. Um, you know, so 
I try to really be pinpoint on that. You know, I've never met a female that I say, oh, yeah, you my girlfriend. And now you, you got to meet my daughter. And I'm going to introduce you to my daughter as, hey, Chloe, this is my girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. This never happened in six years. So, um, you know, my daughter does not meet these females that I go on dates with. You know, even if I've met somebody and we've kicked it for six months, my daughter has never met that person. Um, so it's just one of them things, man, I'm so adamant about, um, you know, just playing by different rules, man. And in real talk, you go on these dates with these females, man, you never know if she got some issues popping off and she might have somebody following her. I'm from Chicago, man, so uh, excuse me if I sound like I'm paranoid, but it's a lot of crazy things that happen, man. You get you get robbed, you get stuck up, you go on dates with these females, they set you up. You think you about to go to Shorty House and, and get it in and go get the, the rubbies and somebody in the closet, man. You never know, you know what I'm saying? Like... I just know this stuff happens, you know, so you want to really um, play by different rules, man, and really be cautious. All right, so we're going to move straight into this nutrition part. But like I, you know, was talking about a little bit, you know, with the safe sex um, nutrition and the nutrition component comes in with, you know, like, man, you can't be out here just um, getting drunk, you know, getting high um, because you got to be on point for your kid, man, you know, um, the rapper from Chicago, Juice World, rest in peace to Homeboy, man. He from Chicago, born and raised, and he, you know, became famous. And Homeboy just died at 21 years old from a drug overdose. 21 years old, man, and he just turned 21 a week ago. So, you know, I don't condone um, drug abuse, you know, um, but shout Homeboy out, man, and um, rest in peace to him because, you know, I don't know his struggle. I don't know his journey, you know, but um, and I'm not going to judge him. You know, but um, that's what I'm talking about, the nutrition component, man, because you out here getting drunk, you out here getting high, but you got a child. You know, your child, you have to be here for your child, man. You have to be here for your for your babies. You know what I'm saying? So drinking and driving, that's a no-fly zone, man. I don't, I, I don't condone that. You know, I used to sell liquor in Chicago for four and a half years. And it was so crazy because I would go to these liquor events and they used to just push me to be drinking and drinking and drinking. And and I and if you know me, you know I ain't never been no drinker. You know, right now in my age, I do sip wine. Um, I'm a Pinot Grigio fan, you know, but um, I'm, I've never been a drinker because I'm a control freak, man. And I don't like to be off my square. You know, I had two instances where I've been drunk as hell before in my life, man. And that shit was scary. The first time, 18 years old, my first week in college. And I want to shout out all the fellas out there that I played ball with in Oklahoma and in Kansas. And, you know, um, all my brothers like that, man, because they saved me. Um, my, my first weekend in college, I got drunk as hell, passed out and, and didn't know how to drink. And, and they brought me back. You feel me? Like they, they, they pretty much saved me, man. And then it happened again one time in Kansas. You know, shout out my homeboy Freaky. You feel me? Um, got drunk as hell. You know, because I ain't, I ain't really a drinker. You know, and, and played myself. Um, so, and this is before I had kids. These two instances are before I had kids. But ever since I've had a daughter for eight years, man, I've never been caught slipping like that. And you have to be on your square. You feel me? Um, you know, I treat my body like a temple. Um, all praise to the most high, man. I treat my body like a temple. You know, and what I mean when I say that is, you know, we're not perfect. But at the same time, I do try to eat right. I try to exercise. 
I try to stay mentally focused on being prepared for my daughter because I know I have to be here for her. Um, and that comes with those taking chances in relationships. You know, you can't be taking these chances out here where you get caught slipping and you dealing with a crazy female and you're like, oh, man, but the sex is good. But she crazy. And you know she crazy. You know, shorty, I'm going to keep it 1,000 with you. Uh, one time I was dating this, you know, I know I'm going back into the relationship, but this just hit me, man. Uh, one time I was dating this bad one out here um, in Michigan. Bad little cute shorty. Um, you know what I mean? And, you know, I like him thick. Um, so shorty was nice. And we kicked it for a few, few times. You know, she had a few puppies. When I say puppies, that mean kids. She had a few kids, but I wasn't judging, you know, because Shorty was cute. It seemed like she had her stuff together. Um, and we had kicked it on this Saturday morning. We kicked it, you know what I mean? Then she left. And then I had did my whole thing. That whole day I did my thing, came back home. I'm chilling on the couch, um, you know, eating some some rice cakes. You feel me? You ain't, I ain't saying no potato chat. Eating some rice cakes, some strawberries, some blueberries, you know what I mean? Having a snack, man, and Shorty knock at my door. And I look through the peephole because I'm I'm from the side, man. You, 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 don't, you just don't open the door. You look through the peephole because you don't know if you got to go get that blicky. So I look through the peephole and it's shorty. I do the world. I look at the sky like, whoa, why is shorty at my door? And she just popped up like, oh. My phone died. I just wanted to see what was popping. What you mean you wanted to see what was popping? Shorty, we haven't talked all day. Shorty just popped up. You got to be careful. And I dismissed her. You feel me? Like, I didn't mess with her no more after that because that was just a little, um, a little, a little taste of crazy. But we got to be cautious about who we, you know, be around. And then that plays a part with the nutrition, man. You got to be cautious how you eat. You got to be cautious about getting the right type of sleep. You need that sleep, man, so we can't be out here kicking it so, so hard that we're not getting the right sleep. Um, that sleep is very important, man, especially if you have your kids. Like, I have my daughter 50%, um, and, you know, when I don't have her, I try to exercise, I try to sleep right, I try to eat right, and then when I do have her, you know, I have a rule, man. When I when I have my daughter, I don't, I don't sip alcohol at all um, because... My daughter likes to wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, daddy, I'm having a bad dream and just come in my room. Or she might just be like, daddy, turn the light on so I can go to the bathroom. So I like to be on my square. You know, I don't like to be intoxicated when my daughter's in the house because I need to be on top of my game just in case something happens. And then what? Just say, for instance, just say, for instance, I have my daughter one night. Right. And I get drunk as hell. And I don't even drink liquor, but when I do drink liquor, I will drink some Hennessy. You feel me? I'm from the low end. You feel me? Ducktown, 83rd. So if, I, if I'm if i a drink, I'm going to drink some hand dog. You feel me? And I'm going to drink it straight. So I like to get nice. So imagine I got my daughter and I'm sipping Hennessy when she go to sleep and I'm drunk as hell. And then she wakes up and has an emergency and I try to, you know, see what's wrong and I'm drunk as hell. Or I can't drive her to the urgent care because I'm drunk. Or I call the ambulance and the ambulance come. And you know when they come, the police is coming and the fire department might come. And what if they see me with my daughter in here and she's having an emergency and I'm drunk as hell, smelling like a liquor store? 
What you think about they about to say? Oh, bro, your, your rights is about to be taken. I'm letting you know. That's going to be an issue. You feel me? And then, and what if that emergency comes and your apartment smells like a pound of weed? Huh? What if an emergency happens, B, and you high as hell because you're going to smoke two blunts back to back? And now something happens and you are not sober enough to take your daughter to the urgent care or sober enough to when a police come in your apartment, they don't smell a pound of weed in here. Because even though it's not a pound, you smoking blunts in here or you smoking bone grips, they going to perceive that. So don't give people the perception, right? So you got to be very conscientious, man. Very conscientious about how you live life when you have your child. And the nutrition comes in about eating right, exercising, getting the proper rest, not being intoxicated when you have your, ch your, your, ch your children around and your kids, man. Because that all plays a factor. And then you don't want to see, you don't want your kids to see you drunk all the time. You don't want your kids to see you high all the time because that's going to be a perception that they're going to have when they grow up, right? So I, what I do, I take my daughter to the gym with me and we work out together. But now her perception of her daddy is my daddy work out. I asked her, I said, man, what you, what you think? Do you think I work out a lot or you think I don't work out a lot? She was like, no, nah, you work out a lot. So that's my daughter's perception now, right? You want to put these high standard perceptions of yourself to your kids, man, because that speaks volumes. You want your daughter to see you eating right because now when she sees you eating right or when he sees you eating right, now they want to continue that. You know what I'm saying? So you want to paint these good pictures of being someone who's fit, in shape, well rested. You don't want to be tired all the time and angry, right? So we're going to go right into this legal counsel. I told you I'm going to keep you no longer than 30 minutes, right? So we got right under three and a half minutes. So I want to elaborate just a little bit about legal counsel. When you feel like you might get a divorce, when you feel like you might have to get some legal advice about your kids, about your rights, please do the proper research, man. Please do the proper research. Just don't go to anybody. Don't always ask your cousin, baby father, auntie that live down the street. And they talking about, well, I use um this lawyer, but they use him for bankruptcy, right? And you got a childcare situation, or you might be going through a divorce. And they talking about, use him. Yo, do your proper research. This is your child, right? This is your responsibility, right? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, man, when, when, when you're doing research on a car you might buy, you're going to do all the little research possible. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, I hope for when we, we're going to get jobs, you know, we're doing the proper research, right? So you want to do the proper research when you're looking for this legal counsel. Because if you go in here and not knowing what's going on, man, you will, you will get jacked in the courts. You know what I'm saying? You would get jacked in the courts. So do your due diligence of doing a proper research. And if you don't know what that means, ask somebody, man. Don't just not ask for help. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, if we just ask for assistance, if we just open our minds up and say, man, I don't know how to do this or I don't know how to research it, ask somebody. You know what I'm saying? If you go to church, you might know somebody who who got some advice about people like that of how to research I ain't necessarily saying ask somebody to put you in contact with a lawyer, but ask them how to, you know, figure out how to research properly. And you have the Internet. You have um, 
all type of different family court lawyers. You know what I'm saying? And then if your if your bread ain't right, you can potentially get some legal assistance from the courts, potentially from the family courts. But you got to be on top of your game. That means you have to be attentive to your child and whatever the child needs are. You have to be on top of your game far as being a parent because you can't go into the, you know, into these courts and you're not doing what you're supposed to do and you 15000 in back child support and you ain't bought your daughter, you know, no birthday presents in five years and, you know, you, you haven't um, put nothing down on, you know, the winter clothes and all that type of stuff. If you're looking for legal counsel, that means that you've been doing everything the right way and you are a responsible young person or, or older individual and you're trying to really, you know, take care of your child, man. So whenever you're about to seek that legal support, make sure that you have all your ducks in order. Don't go in there if you if you got a warrant out for your arrest, but you're trying to go find a, a lawyer for, you know, child care stuff. Or you about to, you know, try to get some, not child care, but necessarily, but some child, some child support issues or, you know, custody issues, but you got a warrant out for your arrest. Don't do it. But yo, I want to thank you. Um, first and foremost, like I said, man, I want to thank all the single moms out there. Um, I want to thank all the people out there that gave me a chance just to, um, you know, conversate with you. Like I said, man, we're going to bring this content to you every week. we always going to have um, topics to talk about. And it's just to give you insight into what I'm thinking about and what I'm having conversations with with my brothers out here. You know, um, and I just want to say um, peace and love to everybody out there. And thank you. And um, continue to support. Continue to hit the button. Continue to tap in with me. Peace.